heard in this podcast should be taken as medical, legal, or financial advice. Cover Patriot does not support acts that are contrary to the Constitution. It is only by following the letter of the Constitution that we have any hope of reclaiming the Republic. Hello, Patriots and other interested parties. Today is Sunday, June 20th, 2021. I am Deep Cover Patriot and the Republic stands. Good evening, friends. Tonight, I am going to do a deep dive into the EMP threat posed by North Korea. I will be reading an official report entitled North Korea EMP Threat, North Korea's Capabilities for Electromagnetic Pulse Attack, written by Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, Executive Director of the EMP Task Force on National and Homeland Security. This report was presented on June 6. I will be reading the entire report so will not be interrupting the narrative flow with reminders of Dr. Pry's authorship. At the end, I will break and offer my insight. And we begin, quote, The West consistently and unwittingly cooperates with North Korea by underestimating the advancement, sophistication, and strategic implications of North Korea's nuclear weapons and missile programs. Thus, under the nose of the U.S. intelligence community, North Korea surprised the world by demonstrating ICBMs that could target any city in the United States and a hydrogen bomb in the summer of 2017. North Korea's KMS-3 and KMS-4 satellites orbit over the U.S. daily. Their trajectory is similar to that planned for a Soviet-era secret weapon called the Fractional Orbital Bombardment System, or FOBS, deployed by the USSR to make a surprise high-altitude EMP, or HEMP, attack on the United States. Trajectories of North Korea's KMS-3 and KMS-4 satellites are near-optimal for a HEMP attack on the U.S. if they are nuclear-armed. HEMP attack does not require much accuracy, or a re-entry vehicle capable of penetrating the atmosphere and is well within North Korea's technological capabilities. Multiple credible foreign sources, including from South Korea, China, and Russia, including two of Russia's foremost EMP weapons experts, allege the design for Russia's super EMP nuclear weapon leaked or was transferred to North Korea, and that North Korea has developed super EMP weapons. Super EMP weapons are typically small, lightweight, and low yield, designed to emit enhanced gamma rays, not make a big explosion, and could fit within North Korea's KMS-3 and KMS-4 satellites, or be delivered against the U.S. by North Korean ICBMs, or be delivered against Japan, Guam, or the Philippines by North Korean IRBMs or MRBMs like the Nodong, or against South Korea by a wide array of North Korean SRBMs. Super EMP weapons generate extraordinarily powerful EMP fields, potentially 100 kilovolts per meter or higher, greatly exceeding the U.S. military hemp hardening standard of 50 kilovolts per meter. U.S. civilian critical infrastructures like the National Electric Power Grid, 
that are indispensable to U.S. military power projection capabilities are unprotected against hemp. According to North Korea state media, their September 2017 H-bomb is also a super EMP weapon. Quote, the H-bomb, the explosive power of which is adjustable from tens of kilotons to hundreds of kilotons, is a multifunctional thermonuclear nuke with great destructive power, which can be detonated at high altitudes for super powerful EMP according to strategic goals, unquote. Immediately following their September 2017 H-bomb test, North Korea published a technical report entitled The EMP Might of Nuclear Weapons, accurately describing a super EMP nuclear weapon. North Korea has non-nuclear EMP weapons, including an EMP cannon, used to impose an electromagnetic blockade on air traffic to Seoul, South Korea's capital, making repeated attacks that also disrupted communications and the operation of automobiles in several South Korean cities in December 2010, March 9, 2011, and April-May 2012. The Hermit Kingdom is the most successfully secretive nation in the world about its internal matters, especially its defense programs. For over a decade, beginning in 1995, successive U.S. administrations, Democrat and Republican alike, were deceived into thinking that North Korea was negotiating an agreed framework to abandon its nuclear weapons program in exchange for economic aid until North Korea's first nuclear test in 2006. Then, the low yields of North Korea's first nuclear test and the second nuclear test in 2009 misled many analysts to assume these were failed tests that North Korea's nuclear weapon does not work. This, despite warnings from the Congressional EMP Commission beginning in 2004 that North Korea was developing a super EMP nuclear warhead. Pyongyang consistently tries hiding its real capabilities. For example, on December 12, 2012, North Korea successfully misled Western analysts into thinking that their long-range missile test, scheduled for that day, was canceled due to technical problems. This lowered expectations and may have reduced the vigilance of some in the West monitoring North Korea's missile test, which launched successfully just hours later. The West consistently and unwittingly cooperates with North Korea by underestimating the advancement, sophistication, and strategic implications of North Korea's nuclear weapons and missile programs. Thus, under the nose of the U.S. intelligence community, North Korea surprised the world by demonstrating ICBMs that could target any city in the United States and a hydrogen bomb in the summer of 2017. Reportedly, in 2017, U.S. intelligence community analysts also revised sharply upward their estimated number of North Korean nuclear weapons from about 20 to 60, and also concluded North Korea can miniaturize warheads for missile delivery, facts some Western analysts are still unwilling to face. In fact, five years earlier, North Korea already had an intercontinental ballistic missile, ICBM, capable of delivering a nuclear weapon to the United States, as demonstrated by their successful launch and orbiting of a satellite on December 12, 2012. Yet, the view was widespread in the press and among policymakers, both 
poorly informed or willfully blind to the North Korean threat, that North Korea was still years away from being able to miniaturize warheads for missile delivery and from developing sufficiently accurate missiles to pose a serious nuclear threat to the United States. Typical in the media was Philip Yun, director of San Francisco's Plowshares Fund, a nuclear disarmament group, who reportedly said of North Korea's successful ICBM test, quote, the real threat from the launch was an overreaction that would lead to more defense spending on unnecessary systems. The sky is not falling. We shouldn't be panicked. Unquote. In fact, North Korea is a mortal nuclear threat to the United States right now. North Korea has labored for years and starved its people so it could develop an intercontinental missile capable of reaching the United States. Why? because they have a special kind of nuclear weapon that could destroy the United States with a single blow. In 2004, members of the Congressional EMP Commission met with two Russian generals, Moscow's top strategic experts on EMP weaponry. The generals disclosed that Russia has a decisive new nuclear weapon, a super EMP warhead. However, the main purpose of the démarche by the Russian generals to the commission was to warn that knowledgeable Russian and other foreign scientists and design information about the super EMP weapon had leaked to North Korea. They warned that North Korea, armed with super EMP nuclear weapons, quote, would pose a threat to global civilization, unquote. They further stated that North Korea, armed with super EMP weapons, would pose so great a threat that, quote, while Moscow could not publicly support a U.S. preemptive strike against North Korea to stop their nuclear weapons program, it would privately understand the necessity, unquote. It is possible, even likely, that this warning from Russian generals about North Korea's super EMP weapon was to cover Moscow's tracks transferring super EMP and other technology to North Korea, to make it appear an accident of nuclear brain drain to North Korea not intended by Moscow. During their 2004 demarche, the Russian generals warned the EMP Commission that North Korea could develop a super EMP nuclear weapon, quote, in a few years, unquote. A few years later, in 2006, North Korea conducted its first nuclear test of a device that looks suspiciously like a super EMP weapon. Because the North Korean device had a very low yield, about 1 to 2 kilotons, most experts dismissed the nuclear test as a failure, despite claims by North Korea that the device worked as planned. However, a super EMP weapon would have a low yield, like the North Korean device, because it is not designed to create a big explosion but to convert its energy into gamma rays that generate the hemp effect. In 2009, a second North Korean nuclear test looked like the first and was again declared a failure by many in the West and a success by North Korea. A third North Korean nuclear test on February 12, 2013, again had a low yield, estimated by South Korea to be 6 to 9 kilotons, Again, consistent with a super EMP warhead designed to maximize fast gamma ray output. In 2011, the director of the National Defense Intelligence Agency, Lieutenant General Ronald Burgess, 
testified before the Senate Armed Services Committee that North Korea has weaponized its nuclear device into warheads for arming ballistic missiles. This confirms that North Korea's nuclear tests were, in fact, successful. The North Koreans would not arm their missiles with duds. European intelligence agencies concluded that North Korea armed with nuclear warheads no-dong missiles capable of striking Japan in 2009. The CIA's top East Asia analyst publicly stated that North Korea had successfully miniaturized nuclear warheads for missile delivery in a 2008 interview. So, North Korea now has missiles armed with nuclear warheads of mysterious design. During this period of North Korea's development of nuclear warheads, several press reports citing South Korean military intelligence concluded, independently of the EMP Commission, that Russian scientists are in North Korea helping develop a super EMP nuclear weapon. In 2010, according to reputable European analysts, Radioisotope data indicates North Korea may have conducted two clandestine nuclear tests of a very low-yield nuclear device of sophisticated fusion design. In 2012, a military commentator for the People's Republic of China told a Hong Kong journal that North Korea has super-EMP nuclear warheads. General Michael Dunn, during President George W. Bush's administration, served several years in Seoul as, quote, the lead negotiator with the KPA at the DMZ and had been to four-party talks, six-party talks, etc., in Pyongyang. We had lots of meetings with the North Koreans. The last one, they told us they were working on a bomb bigger than a nuclear weapon. We thought at the time, bigger than a nuclear weapon? What's bigger than that? We were told later by a People's Republic of China vice minister and a couple of Russian general officers North Korea was working on a super EMP weapon. I made sure it was in the cables going back to D.C. The cables went to defense, state, NSC staff, and joint staff, plus the intelligence community, unquote. On April 30th, 2017, South Korean officials told the Korea Times and YTN TV that North Korea's test of a medium-range missile on April 29th was not a failure, as widely reported in the world press, because it was deliberately detonated at 72 kilometers altitude. According to South Korean officials, quote, it's believed the explosion was a test to deliver a nuclear weapon different from existing ones, unquote. Japan's Tetsuro Kotsata wrote in Nikkei, quote, Pyongyang could be saying we could launch an electromagnetic pulse attack if things get really ugly, unquote. On September 3, 2017, during its sixth underground nuclear detonation, North Korea claimed to have tested another H-bomb, acknowledged as such by most experts because of its high yield, 250 kilotons, possibly 328 kilotons, about 25 times more powerful than the Hiroshima A-bomb, about two-thirds more powerful than initially estimated by the U.S. intelligence community. According to North Korea's state media, their September 2017 H-bomb is also a super EMP weapon. Quote, The H-bomb, the explosive power of which is adjustable from tens of kilotons to hundreds of kilotons, is a multifunctional thermonuclear nuke with great destructive power, which can be detonated at high altitudes for super powerful EMP according to strategic goals. Unquote. 
immediately following their September 2017 H-bomb test, North Korea published a technical report entitled The EMP Might of Nuclear Weapons, unquote, accurately describing a super EMP nuclear weapon. Any of North Korea's ICBMs or their space launch vehicle could probably deliver a super EMP warhead to the United States. North Korea orbited a satellite weighing about 100 kilograms. One design of a super EMP warhead would be a modified neutron bomb. More accurately, an enhanced radiation warhead, ERW, because it produces not only lots of neutrons, but all kinds of radiation, including lots of gamma rays. Gamma rays cause the E1 hemp effect. One U.S. ERW warhead, the W-82, deployed in NATO during the Cold War, weighed less than 50 kilograms. Since an EMP attack entails detonating the warhead at high altitude, above the atmosphere, the warhead does not even need a re-entry vehicle. Accuracy is not necessary to make a nuclear hemp attack against the United States. The hemp field is so large that detonating anywhere over the U.S. would have catastrophic consequences. North Korea orbited its satellite around the Earth at an altitude of about 500 kilometers. The trajectory of North Korea's satellite is no accident. North Korea deliberately aimed for and achieved its desired orbit and altitude. Quote, North Korea announced that the satellite was expected to be placed in an orbit at an altitude of about 500 kilometers, and initial tracking information shows that the satellite is in a nearly circular orbit with minimum and maximum altitudes of 494 kilometers and 588 kilometers, unquote. North Korea's satellite repeatedly overflew the United States during April 2013, amidst the most serious nuclear crisis up to that point with Pyongyang. North Korea's new leader, Kim Jong-un, repeatedly threatened to make nuclear missile strikes against the U.S. and its allies from February through April 2013. On April 9th, North Korea's KMS-3 satellite flew over or near the U.S. bullseye for a high-altitude EMP burst that would have covered all 48 contiguous United States. On April 16th, the KMS-3 overflew the Washington, D.C., New York City corridor on the optimum trajectory to put a peak hemp field over the U.S. political and economic capitals. The KMS-3 still orbits over the U.S. mainland regularly. North Korea appears to have borrowed more from the Russians than the design of a super EMP warhead. During the Cold War, Moscow experimented with a stealthy way of delivering a nuclear warhead on the United States using a fractional orbital bombardment system, otherwise known as FOBs. This would entail launching an ICBM or space launch vehicle southward, away from the United States, so it appears non-life-threatening, and delivering the warhead like a satellite on a south polar orbit so the nuclear attack comes at the U.S. from the South. During the Cold War and today, the United States has no ballistic missile early warning radars or missile interceptors facing South. We might not even see the attack coming. The trajectory of North Korea's satellite launch of December 12, 2012 looked very much like a fractional orbit bombardment system for EMP attack. The space launch vehicle flew southward, away from the United States, 
sent the satellite over the south polar region, approaching the U.S. from the unprotected south at the optimum altitude for a hemp attack that would place all 48 contiguous United States under an electric field. North Korea now appears to be armed with a FOB's capability to attack the United States or any and all nations on Earth with Super EMP. According to the EMP Commission Chairman's report, quote, On April 16, 2013, North Korea's KMS-3 satellite orbited over the U.S. from a south polar trajectory, overflying the Washington, D.C., New York City corridor, the nation's political and economic capitals from the south. On April 16th, KMS-3's trajectory was near optimal to make an EMP attack that would black out the eastern grid that services half of the United States if the satellite is nuclear-armed. On that same day, parties unknown used AK-47s to make a sophisticated commando-style attack on the Metcalf Transformer substation, which services San Francisco and the Silicon Valley, an important part of the western grid. KMS-3 was launched on December 12, 2013, exactly two months before, and probably in anticipation of, North Korea's illegal nuclear test on February 12, 2013, which provoked a protracted crisis with the United States, unquote. On February 7, 2016, North Korea orbited a second satellite, KMS-4, amidst another severe nuclear crisis with the United States. One month after North Korea claimed to have tested an H-bomb during its fourth underground nuclear detonation on January 6, 2016, Kim Jong-un has threatened to reduce the United States to ashes with nuclear thunderbolts and threatened to retaliate for U.S. diplomatic and military pressure by ordering officials and scientists to complete preparations for a satellite launch as soon as possible amid the enemy's harsh sanctions and moves to stifle the North. North Korean press asserts readiness for any form of war and includes their satellite with strengthening of the nuclear deterrent and legitimate artificial satellite launch, which are our fair and square self-defensive choice, unquote. Moreover, quote, Nuclear weapons we possess are precisely the country's sovereignty, right to live, and dignity. Our satellite that cleaves through space is the proud sign that unfolds the future of the most powerful state in the world. The same article, like many others, warns North Korea makes, quote, constant preparations so that we can fire the nuclear warheads which have been deployed for actual warfare for the sake of the national defense at any moment, unquote. KMS-3 and KMS-4 are NORAD's acronyms for North Korea's satellites Kwangmi Sung Sung-3 and Kwangmi Sung Sung-4, Guiding Star-3 and Guiding Star-4, names richly symbolic for Korean mythology and the deification of Kim Jong-un, who, according to official propaganda, was born on Mount Paiku under a newly appeared bright guiding star, like the mythical god-king Dangun, who, according to legend, defeated China and founded Korean civilization in 2333 BC, signifying the birth of a great general and conqueror. From the Congressional EMP Commission Chairman's report, quote, Are North Korea's satellites an EMP threat? Answer, quote, North Korea's KMS-3 and KMS-4 satellites orbit over the U.S. daily. 
Their trajectory is similar to that planned for a Soviet-era secret weapon called the Fractional Orbital Bombardment System, deployed by the USSR to make a surprise nuclear attack on the United States. In 2004, two retired Russian generals, then teaching at Russia's Voroshilov General Staff Academy, told the EMP Commission that the design for Russia's super EMP nuclear weapon was accidentally transferred by Russian scientists and engineers working on North Korea's missile and nuclear weapons program. They said North Korea could test a super EMP weapon in a few years. The 2006 and subsequent low-yield tests do not appear to have been failures because North Korea proceeded with weaponization. In 1997, Andrei Kokoshin, then Russia's first deputy defense minister, stated Russia was deploying a new generation of advanced nuclear weapons that have no counterparts in the world, including EMP weapons and ultra-small warheads weighing less than 90 kilograms. Such weapons would be small enough for North Korea's satellites. General Vladimir Slepchenko and General Vladimir Belus who warned the EMP Commission about North Korean development of super EMP weapons are among Russia's most prominent experts on EMP and advanced technology warfare. General Slipchenko's advocacy of EMP and combined arms cyber warfare is recognized in Iran's military textbook Passive Defense that advocates development of capabilities for nuclear EMP attack. North Korea used an EMP cannon purchased from Russia, a non-nuclear radio frequency weapon towed by a truck to impose an electromagnetic blockade on air traffic to Seoul, South Korea's capital. Non-nuclear EMP attacks on airliners flying to Seoul threatened their GPS and control systems, forcing suspension of flights to the city. The repeated attacks by RFW also disrupted communications and the operation of automobiles in several South Korean cities in December of 2010, March of 2011, and April of May. Right now, North Korea possesses approximately 15 separate known missile systems capable of reaching the continental United States. Unquote. End of report. Now, folks, the reason I did this deep dive and went into this word for word is because it is vastly important that we understand the threats that we assume we know about are not necessarily the ones that we need to be most concerned about. If we agree that North Korea is basically a lapdog of the CCP, would it not then be too little of a stretch to assume that if the CCP had had enough and wanted to set the United States up, they could very easily put Kim Jong-un up to launching his EMP device and seeing what happens. If nothing else, they would have legitimate deniability. There are many elements and possibilities. There are so many things that could happen that we just do not understand from day to day. The more we know, the better off we are. And remember, folks, no matter what happens, you have to tell the people that you love that you love them and the people that you care about that you care about them. You have to make new memories. You have to communicate with God, ask for forgiveness, and praise Him and praise Jesus. And may God bless you and keep you. And may Jesus show you comfort and peace. And may God bless the Republic. Amen. Those who are potential adversaries 
they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans.